Hello and welcome back to Half Damage. Welcome to my home. Make yourself comfortable and remember what happened previously. Nimue Dekan, the showrunner. You've turned 18, you must re-sign the contract as your old one is null and void. You've come to me telling me I can either get out of here or I can stay, help my friends win. And I'm betting you want me to do the second one. People watching at home, a group of heroes that they have grown to love. The one that came here first, the reason that the rest of them are here, abandons them. That feels like a delicious story. I am in this for revenge. It's been pretty obvious he's not the one in charge. Now I know you are, and I'm not gonna stop until I've ended you. You can take your contract and stuff it. It was a pleasure working with you, Fang and snaps her fingers. Fang is no longer in Barovia. Guys, where, where's my fucking daughter? C- Kathy, I think she's okay. It's good good for her. Good for her. Glad she got out. Didn't even say goodbye. I don't think we're gonna get any more out of sitting and talking about it at this point. This is very likely the last time that we will all see each other. Coming up is Irina. I wish I could come and visit you guys, but I can't really do that. So I guess this is it for us. I've never had friends before. I just love you guys a lot and I'm gonna miss you. I'll always have your last name as one of my middle names. Just remember, the show doesn't necessarily go on. They all wait around the doorway to watch as you guys leave. Up its winding path lies Castle Ravenloft. The doors are opened for you, revealing the grand dining room. To its left sits Ababa Lasaga, and at the far end of the hall, his back to you, sits Strahd, lost in music as he plays at a grand piano. Thank you so very much for accepting my invitation. Strahd stands, his smile unreadable as he takes you in his endless gaze. He gracefully walks forward, his footsteps silent. The only sounds you hear are the distant rumble of thunder and the wet sounds of Baba Lasaga eating, grinning terribly at you as she does. Strahd takes his seat at the head of the table, putting a hand on top of hers, and she looks at him with deep love. With the other hand, he gestures at the seats around the table. Please sit. Let us get you washed up and ready for dinner. To his side, Babalasaga waves her hand, muttering, and you find yourselves clean. The dirt of Barovia magicked away. He smiles at her. Thank you, Baba. Now please, please, before the food gets cold. He takes up his wine glass and takes a sip of it, watching you over its rim. God, she's, she's like the steward of Gondor. My God, <laughs> the, 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 the noise. <laughs> yeah, Baba Lasaga is very unpleasant with the way that she's eating. It's not good. I'm not going to do the ASMR for Ian's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was hope, kind of hoping Ian became Baba Lasaga. Like that was his, his new character. But... Oh. Wait, what is she eating again? She's just eating the food that is arranged on the table. There's a lot of food there. It's like a whole spread. There's like meats and vegetables vegetables and she it just it looks fancy and nice and delicious like there's wine there for all y'all sorry it's also eating and drinking in not the most pleasurable way <laughs> would you like some asmr i do not immediately <laughs> starts just shoveling food in her face uh not a question asked how is the food is oh the food is absolutely delicious like it's all very fresh all of it's seasoned to perfection like not a misstep in there uh i look over at Strahd and i'm like you know for a guy who hasn't eaten human food and i'm assuming forever did a pretty nice job here there Strahd. oh you're allowed to say his name now that's nice <laughs> oh guess who also forgot about that caveat as she said it <laughs> I, I heard that. I heard it. I yeah, heard, heard it. Heard it happening. <laughs> Strahd. <laughs> it would be cute if he just poofed up next to me too, just being like, "I'm oh. very odd." Oh, oh, this is so like... annoying. Walks back to his chair. He grins at you over the the rim of his wine glass. Uh, his fangs glinting in the candlelight as he does, and goes, "You know, it's a common misconception. I can eat it, just doesn't ever." Fill me. That's even better than normal eating. <laughs> you could just keep going. 
well, the the endless hunger uh, does get a little tiring after a while. Uh, do you guys want to join me and eat? I feel kind of rude. Just kind of, I followed <laughs> Babala Saga's point of view, but uh, I've definitely been standing there, like just like a statue by the door as sorry goes sits down i'm just kind of staring blankly into space yeah i i, I mean I, I think i just sit down i don't think i eat anything if if i glance around the room are there any other what's the kind of layout is there any is there anyone hanging around it seems that so it's Strahd and Babala Saga sitting at the table as well as you and Sari. there are two more free seats uh one you assume for camilla one oh no sorry i forgot kathy kathy also sits down Kathy's also there. Uh, but after that, there are, yeah, two free seats, one supposedly for Camilla and one, you assume, for Fang, who is no longer with you. There is also, by the only door in this room, the one that you came through, there is uh, the elven man who is standing in attention there. Okay. So Strahd may not know that Fang isn't coming. Right, I see. Yeah. If I look at the elven steward, I guess, do I... Notice anything about him? Is there anything? Um, roll uh, me a insight. Is that Ian? I'm assuming every person we don't know is going to be <laughs> <Everyone>. Ian. <laughs> uh, 24. He looks very upright and you see that his eyes are fixated on Strahd and doesn't really give uh, anyone else uh, any more of a glance. You can see that he flinches every so often when Babala Saga and I guess now Sorry make mo- some more of like the worst of like the mouth sounds, <laughs> um, but like he, he's still very, uh, he, he tries to hide it. Uh, it's just because you've looked at him so very good that you notice that, that these little ticks. I think also with that, you do notice that the times that he looks away from Strahd, he looks towards the door. Hmm. Can I tell if he is a combatant like in any meaningful way? Yeah, you can see that he at the very least has uh, very poorly and well, not really hidden, just like on his person, kind of making sure that you can see it. Uh, he's got a scimitar that hangs by his side. Okay, I'm sitting. Camilla, do you eventually uh, have a seat or are you presumably yeah. standing? Fair. No, no. I think if everybody else is sitting down, I think I snap out of it. Strahd leans forward with his wine glass raised and goes, A toast, I think, is in order. It's been far too long since we've last been able to have a little chat. It's been long overdue. Why has it been far too long? Oh, I've just been languishing around the castle for... It feels like forever now, and I've missed you guys. You're always... More interesting than my usual companions. And like, he takes a very pointed look at the elfin man at the door. I, I follow his gaze. <laughs> we all follow his gaze. We, yeah, we all look at the elf. <laughs> R- mm. R- uh, the, the elf's face doesn't move even a bit. This man is a consummate professional. A professional. <laughs> right? He's worked in customer service too long. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I am imme- <laughs> like Allie. <laughs> Allie immediately has bonded with this character. <laughs> <laughs> I pick up the. Is there wine already in the glasses? There is wine already in the glasses. I pick it up and I, I raise it and like look at him skeptically. Sorry's drunk uh, all for wine already, so she just raises her empty glass. <laughs> Sorry's getting sloppy. <laughs> Sorry can hold her liquor. <laughs> okay, okay, good to know. <laughs> she always she always eats plenty to mm-hmm. soak it up. Uh, I feel like Sari is also the kind of person to like take a swig of the cooking sherry to make sure it's good. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, one for the food, one for me, one for the food, one for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pancho, do you, do you raise your glass or? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I I I I, I briskly raise it. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put it down. Kathy does something very very similar to you, and I like begrudging lift the glass for a second and putting it back down. Strud sits forward slightly and goes so he gives another of his patented smiles fangs are glinting in the light uh, and leans the his chin on the knuckles of one hand while the other swirls the wine around the edges of his glass and goes how have you enjoyed your time in my domain the yelp of you is not gonna be pretty (laughs) (laughs) you ever read that Werner Herzog hotel review it's gonna make that look like a five star stellar rating <laughs> I look around and try to figure out where that quip came from. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> where? 
<laughs> That's just someone at home watching. <laughs> There's a character I haven't met yet nearby making a quip. I would love it if we had just decided that uh, Ian's character was just the at-home audience. Oh my god, I'm the, oh I'm the host god. of Talking Strahd, which is like the after show. Yeah. Oh, That's yes. so good. Oh, oh, yeah. good. Why did we not think of these good ideas? I'm not going to lie. <laughs> the talking, that's so I've good. been sitting on Talking Strahd for a while. <laughs> <laughs> this should have, because that is our, the, the, the adventures. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. We need to get no, Talking Strahd. It would be Format. called The Last Strahd. Oh, that's very good. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he, he looks slightly hurt, but with like a shrug, he kind of brushes off your bad Yelp score content. Is me. I'm putting down the glass before I take a drink. I'm not going to drink to this. Fair, fair, fair. Seemingly undaunted, just brushes past and goes, you've been making quite a stir. It seems that you've united people who would otherwise never see eye to eye. You've visited almost every corner of these lands, making friends wherever you go, and it's just wonderful to see everyone become united under the same banner. You were happy with that? He gives a large grin again and goes, of course. It's been rather a while since I've last had an interesting battle. I'm sure your ramshackle little horde will fight valiantly before, well, obviously becoming brutally eviscerated in the end. Sorry looks over at Strahd and is like, you know, it is really easy to make good friends when, you know, you're united against you, but I guess when you're you, you just kind of make... And I point over at the other guy. Like... <laughs> So uh, he, he gives a, a laugh over the rim of his glass and goes, You know, I've never put much stock in the whole you can't rule with fear thing. I found people to be quite loyal under the threat of death otherwise. Well, uh, have you been like a real scientist about it? Have you done trial and error? Have you tried being a nice yeah, how guy? Big of a how big of a sample size are you using? Yeah, I mean, you've been alive for a while, so you've had time to really put a lot of like study and make a really good psychological research and headway. Did you publish any findings? <laughs> uh, did you get your PhD? Or are you just Strahd? <laughs> Not Dr. Strahd. Please, please. Dr. Strahd was my father. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Professor Strahd. <laughs> His expression darkens slightly and goes, I've had more than enough time to understand and feel the bitter bite of friends turning against you. That is ironic because you're a vampire. Mm. God damn it. <laughs> the audience at home is like, wait. I think I'm right next to Sari and we're just like talking over each other. <laughs> and it almost feels like we weren't fighting like the yeah. episodes before. <laughs> yep. You see at this point, once Strahd's face has become a little more darkened than it had been before, there's a noise from beyond the doors for, through which you came, causing Strahd's head to lift up and you see his face going from this grim demeanor to having a little smirk on it and goes ah our final guest must have arrived the elven man by the door uh, clears his throat before bowing his head and says introducing one Mr. Fandango and with one hand and with one hand parts the, the dining room doors to reveal so, standing there clad in leather armor and a dark leather cloak is a uh, about five foot tall anthropomorphic bird-like person covered in just black feathers. They've got a long dark beak with uh, beady little eyes. They have like a mohawk of feathers on their head that's dyed like alternating purple and white colors of uh, the show. They've got like a rapier on their hip uh, and they're carrying like a backpack and they sort of jump into the room in like a big flourish, but the doors aren't open all the way. <laughs> so they bump their shoulders on the way in and uh, stumble a bit before clumsily drawing the rapier after a few failed attempts and pointing it at Strahd and saying, you won't be having me for dinner. Strad tonight <laughs> and just lets that moment hang. Oh, this is good. Oh, yeah, so good. No. I was I was like, how could you possibly have like a seamless new character introduced at this stage? And it was like 
<laughs> fuck, threaded fuck that me. needle perfectly. <laughs> real, yeah. real quick, but before we go on, are we doing Fandango pronouns as they, them? Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I will redo the Mr. Fandango. Yeah, no, no, yeah. that's that's fine. I kind of just made that decision, so it's not. Uh... <laughs> it could be he them. Yeah, be be. It'll yeah, be, it he could them. be he them. So uh, there is a slight pause uh, after <laughs> the just awful line doesn't land, but like consummate professionals afterwards, uh, with outstanding uh, Strahd gestures to the last remaining empty chair around the table and goes, please, please sit, join us. They'll, they'll stand there for a minute just holding the sword out before just kind of leaning in a bit and stage whispering like, are we not doing the fight scene? Okay, okay, um, yes, I guess it looks like you will be having me for dinner, Strahd. <laughs> uh, and it takes them a couple attempts to, like, sheathe their, their rapier before sitting down at the table. And, like, uh... <laughs> spent a really long time trying to get the end. Yeah, yeah, the, exactly, the... Yeah. Maybe, like, pokes themselves in the hand a couple times uh, before... Um, before they, they sit down and just, uh... You, you get the, the feeling this bird person is smiling at you as much as a beak can smile. They're smizing. <laughs> you take a seat around the edge of this table and Strahd looks around the rest of you and goes, Much like yourselves, our dear friend Fandango here is an adventurer trespassing in my lands with, albeit feeble, hopes of defeating me. I believe that you would have a lot in common. Hopefully you can play nice and get along. See, I figured you might need a little extra help after your young friend left you. Hmm. I just am going to glance over at Fandango. They wave. I awkwardly wave back. I, I think that comment hurt. I think I just look down at my plate. Seeing that it's affected you, Strahd presses on a small smirk on his face, though he seems to be trying to keep it melodramatically sad. Uh, and goes, I'm a little disappointed. I had been looking forward to talking with young Fang again. She always knew how to liven up a conversation. Unfortunately, she abandoned you. And he looks over the rim of his wine glass and goes, Your friend leaving you to die? The reason that you were all here in the first place? I know firsthand how well that kind of betrayal stings. Fang... Fang had a reason. I don't know what it was, but it, Fang has a reason. She would never abandon us. He tilts his head to the side slightly and goes, But she did. Whatever the reason may have been, your best fighter, and he kind of gives a pointed look over at Kathy before looking back at you, has left you, leaving you all but defenseless. It's sad to see... A group splinter apart at the final hour. Sorry, angrily munches on a potato. This is a slow, angry potato. <laughs> <laughs> we have come full circle. No day are you going to get away with quick potato. If a day goes by where you get away with quick potato, it's a day wasted. If I recall the last conversation Emily and I had, I also referenced quick potato and was, was re the response was, am I ever going to live that down? No, and the answer potato. right now is apparently not. Quick potato stays Quick forever. potato is one of my favorite moments of this podcast <laughs> ever yeah yep uh, but oh, yeah Lord. sorry's eating her slow angry potato slow, angry potato <laughs> as strad is talking about fang he lets you sit in it for for a moment before going speaking of betrayal thank you for bringing the fortune teller to my attention i had been keeping my eye on that one she had this pesky habit of helping wayward souls such as yourselves but imagine my surprise to find out that I had a sister. Well, half-sister, really. I had always wondered what her obsession with me was, and honestly, it was a wonderful thing that you brought her back to my attention. I thought that it was time that we had had a little family reunion. 
I lean over to Camilla and I'm like, is it just me or is Strat sounding extra douchey lately? Like, usually he's not this full of himself. Like he's usually full of himself. But like today he seems really full of himself. Well, he's pretty full of himself. Yeah. I eat more of my potato. I feel like it's important for me to tell about like what I'm eating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to know like exactly like what kind of potatoes are you eating? Who knows? <laughs> They're red. They're red potatoes. <laughs> the red potatoes. Okay, good, good, good. I say, ah, fine. And then I take a potato. <laughs> I do really want a potato, so it's... These potatoes are fucking good, baby. Does it give me extra health? <laughs> yes, you are now immortal, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> now you get to level up. That's the... That was the... Every potato is a level up. Wait, 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 wait. Is there garlic in any of the food? Is oh, that also... Genius. An, genius. Is that also something that we have incorrect about vampires? <laughs> yeah. Can I reach into my bag and grab some garlic and just, like, slosh it, like, all over my mouth? Like, ha-ha, how ironic, Stroud, that you would die from a bite. And then I just, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, that's so Can good. Can we do that, Ismay? Oh, that Can got we? so much better than I thought it would be. <laughs> I can't say you can't do that. This is this is a world of your own creation. We're telling a story together. If this is the story you want to tell, then by Job, it's the story that we're telling. So I do slosh some extra garlic around in my mouth as I eat the potatoes. I'm preparing a spell, is my This is the uh, worst meal ever. <laughs> I don't know about you, but this is like every family dinner I've ever been to. <laughs> I guess that people watch that happening, which is slightly horrifying. And, um, well, I'm discreet. I don't think you are. <laughs> I don't think that the words I s- take some garlic out my bag and slosh it around my mouth really begets any kind of discretion. Can don't... I roll for performance? No, you can roll for stealth. <laughs> nah, I won't. I'll just, I'll just accept what he said. It's fine. <laughs> just, just sloshing garlic in your mouth. Seeing this nightmare come to fruition, uh, you see Strahd making some calculations in his head about how this dinner is going, as opposed to how it was supposed to go script-wise. And you see him like amp up the drama a little bit, and you hear his chair. Uh, scrape back on the stones as he stands, his hands poised on the table. And with another grin goes, We have made up some guest rooms for you for after dinner. I would be honored for you to spend the night. Not that you have much of a choice. The drawbridge was raised the moment you all step foot inside. I'm afraid that escape would be rather difficult. And you see as he bares his teeth, a dark laugh starting to bubble up from his throat. And as it tails off, you hear at the very end the bell going off. And as it does, as you've seen before, you see Strahd breathing out with a sigh of relief, closing his eyes and his body relaxing. He's still for a moment before opening his eyes again, his smile soft now, but his gaze very, very tired and goes, Hello again, friends. (laughs) Nice to be able to, well, I said nice to speak with you before, but, you know, nice, like, speak with you like this, you know, you know, maybe the last chance that we have before, uh, well, you know, and he, he smiles sadly down at the table. I gesture at Fandango and go, who is this? Strahd looks over and goes, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, shoot. Um, I apologize. Where are my manners? Uh, and he slightly awkwardly, like before he drifted around like he was born of a cloud. Uh, and now he just kind of awkwardly walks over to Fandango. His head ducked a little bit in embarrassment as he puts out his hand and goes, you, you must be a, a lucky winner. It's an absolute pleasure to meet you. <laughs> Fandango is like vibrating in their seat from excitement. It's like, oh my god. I, oh my god, you're a fanboy. I can't believe I get to sit here with you guys. Oh man. Oh, I've I've watched I've watched every episode. I I I know I know all of you. I can't oh I can't I okay, but I before I forget, I just he 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 rummages through his bag and pulls out this little like faded blue notebook, gets up very like anxiously from his chair and says, I, I, uh, I 
before before I forget, could I just like awkwardly walks up to Strahd and, and holds it out? Can I just get your autograph really quick before we have to go back? I, I've been I've been wanting to ask this for months. <laughs> uh, Strahd gives like a polite nod, letting you like stumble through your things, and goes, "Yes, of course, of course, any anything for a fan," and takes the things off of you, writes his name in his like beautiful flourishing script, adds like a kiss on the end, and hands it back to you, and goes. It's wonderful to to see you here. I was wondering uh, who we would get, and I'm very pleasantly surprised. Oh, my God. Uh, Okay, keep it together, Fandango. Thank you so much. Would would it be too much if... Uh, he points to the butler. If I got, if I got his autograph too, I just if I if I I know I'm gonna regret it if I don't get everybody's. I, you're, not, you're not addressing him. Addressing. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, he's asking Strahd. Yeah. looks over at uh, at the guy at thing. Goes, Rahadin up up to you. And the guy goes, Oh yeah, sure, no bother. And like comes tantering over, uh, like with a less practiced script, gives his signature. I make sure he does it on another page. I don't want it like on the same page as. Oh, that gets its own page did you name them fandango because they're a fan i'm not gonna lie it's mostly because i had that clip from toast of london stuck in my head can you hear me clem fandango (laughs) that always makes me i don't know what this is and you have to know i don't (laughs) i I also don't know what that is but it's funny barry it's fucking it's it's from your country Uh, (laughs) i don't know Everything that happens in our country. I mean, I do like Matt Berry, but I still don't know. Oh, oh Toast of London is because he's an actor in that. That's him about Matt Berry being an actor. I've been meaning to watch that. It's that's, also that's not funny. from my country, so <laughs> I don't think I'm up it. <laughs> Fuck's sake. It's from your jurisdiction. <laughs> my jurisdiction. Yeah, yeah, from your legal jurisdiction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yes, it's back down. It's just like, I, I just, I just want to be clear. I'm not here to like r- replace Fang. I know I could. I I can I can never do that. I just I just hope I can you know br- bring something to something useful to the to the group and and deliver a you know a, a, a fun show for the the, the people the people at home. <laughs> I glance at sorry. Uh-huh. Sorry glances back at Camilla. I raise my eyebrows. I raise my eyebrows. <laughs> I look back at Fandango. I look back at Fandango. I've, I've been looking. I've been looking at Fandango for a while. Uh, uh, just to be, you know, we've been here a while. I just want to like double check. The penalty for our failure is death, correct? <laughs> <laughs> and for for uh, Fandango, did you sign the same contract, or are you like, or is this? What do you say, winner? Is it like, oh, well, you'll be fine. This Fandango will be fine. I'm asking Strad and Fandango. I I think I I think I signed kind of a similar contract. It all happened pretty quick. I mean, I <laughs> I didn't like. I didn't like get in the same way <laughs> your group did. I, I you know, I'm uh, I, I won a contest. You know, I, I I got a bunch of cereal box tops and sent them all in. And uh, you know, when they when they needed someone uh, to step in, they they drew my name, and I I, I just got lucky. <laughs> what off-brand Count Chocula have you been saving up? <laughs> yes, the tie-in cereal. <laughs> it's strawberry. Stra- oh, okay, strawberries oh. and cream. Okay. There it is. There we go. Perfect. Oops, all strawberries. Who's all strawberries? That's good. <laughs> That's good. Uh, so let me get this. Let me get this straight. What's your name again? Uh, Fan- Fandango. Fandango Rye. D- Dango. Uh, so uh, sure. You. Oh my god. Sorry, just gave me a nickname. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna you wanna murder the person like the your your favorite television star? Is that is that is that what you came here to do? Like are you are you set on killing sorry Strad, I-, I mean in the eyes of the lots not murder. <laughs> but but if the time came when you had to like st- how do you fight, by the way? Are you a whiz? Are you a, a rogue? Uh, I'm not going to discuss our strategy in front of the big guy. <laughs> Look, he's already probably known everything. <laughs> like I've said his name so many times. He's probably just been listening in. Well, I'm just, I'm he's just all here. 10 feet away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't have to... We don't have to go over sensitive details, but just just generally knowing that you would be up for, you know, winning. <laughs> I, I mean, if I was the one who delivered the, the final blow to Strahd, that, 
That'd be an honor. I get so many sponsorship deals out of that. <laughs> That's right. Just keep keep thinking of the sponsorship deals. That'll get that'll see you through. Oh man, I get my own shoes. Air Fandangos. Ooh, that's <laughs> very good. They have little feathers coming off the back. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I look back at Strahd, and I'm like, hey, look, we've been through a lot. This guy, Dango, he's 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 pretty chill. I don't know why you'd want it. I guess they they do say kill your heroes, but like... I don't think they say that. It's okay. You're a villain. <laughs> that's why you wouldn't know. But okay. like... Do you really want to go through with this? Like, I've been through a lot. I just want to go home. Like, I'm, I'm sure, like, the other... I don't know about Fandango. Like, if you want to do the Fandango with Fandango, like, feel free. But, oh like, do you really want to die? Like, are we really going to go through with this? Can we just, like, go home? We could figure out a different ending. If you want to call up your showrunner or whatever. Because I'm not feeling it, honestly. <laughs> so, like, do you really want to do this? Strahd, again in his awkward walk, goes back to his seat and sits down quite heavily in it, then gives a shrug and goes, I don't have much of a choice, honestly. I, I'm to do as commanded. Uh, I don't relish the idea of either killing you or having to be killed by you, particularly, but yeah, that is what my contract says must happen. And then Sari kind of goes and sits back at her table. Well, I guess you're not really a villain then. You're, you're worse than that. You're complacent. He looks down and goes, I suppose I am. So if we got out, is there anything you would want us to do outside? Outside? I don't really know, honestly. I, I would like you to go on and live a semblance of a normal life. My life is wrapped up here. I There's not much for me anymore out there. Thank you for asking, though. How do we make sure this doesn't happen again? I wish I knew the answer to that. He furrows his brow slightly and goes, No, I... No, I do. It would involve a sacrifice on your part, but... Well, maybe not to make it not happen again, but to lessen the tragedy of, of what will happen after I die, but I don't think you will like the answer. What would we have to sacrifice? He looks up at the large vaulted ceiling above him and goes, You would have to sacrifice your life. Not in a death way, more life as it really matters. If you want this to stop... You are in a very unique position, if you defeat me. Because you could make any demands you wanted from them, if you were to stay on in the show. The show can and will and must go on, but if you are the leads of it, you will have a lot more freedom. More than I ever had. Why is, why is that? He smiles and... I signed on to this show when I was nobody. Nobody knew my name. I was just some guy out there who was a little bit better than average at acting and had, well, let's be honest with ourselves, just a beautiful chocolatey voice. I shake my head. <laughs> I nod my head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he grins goes, I signed a contract and nobody cared about what I thought. There were a couple adjustments made along the way, and I managed to squeeze out a couple of things in my favor, but I don't have even an iota of the power that you would have if you were to continue. Uh, sorry, looks up again. So if, if you break your contract, would they just kill you? He smiles and goes, that would be the best case scenario for what would happen. And if we're just going to kill you anyway, why not? Break it. Because of the worst case scenario of what would happen. Strahd, I, I, I've i learned more about you as, like, we've... I'm not good at taking notes, but I've learned more about you <laughs> as we've gone through this place. And, uh, I know you're not a bad guy. He shakes his head and goes, I most certainly am. But... 
I don't know. I don't know really who you were before any of this started. I just know what you became as it kind of snowballed. I just, I don't know. I guess I'm sorry. Not just a what'd you say, but I'm also sorry. <laughs> he, he smiles and has such a very genuine affection in his eyes and just silently nods at you. And you see him, it looks like he tries to say the words thank you, but they catch in his throat. Yeah, I think Sari kind of gets a better understanding of where he's at because, like, she also accepted those things and is starting to feel herself changing. So it's like, yeah. Is there anything I can say to convince you to throw the fight? He shakes his head and goes, I don't think I will be allowed to do that. I know that I won't be allowed to do that. Well, how would they tell? <laughs> he, he looks up and gives like a very wry smile and goes, oh, they can tell. But you'd be murdered by the time it's done, so you wouldn't have to face it, you know? I know that the people in charge are petty enough that they will still enact that punishment on me even after I die. All right. Sorry, like... Waves at waves over Fandango really quick. You want me to come? Yeah, over there. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, yeah. No, you know what? I'll, I'll go. I'll go over, to you. I'll, I'll, he's like already yeah, half okay. out of it. You over? Oh, yeah, boysy okay. berries. <laughs> Sorry, walks over to <laughs> Fandango with a bread roll in hand. He's kind of munching on it, and is like, "If you don't really want to fight, I think we can kind of handle it. If you want to like take pictures or just get autographs from people, I know that you asked to be in this, but I don't think you really asked to be in it. So if you." Like, if you want to, like, be like a bird and fly away. Sorry, that might have been insensitive. I'm sorry. But if you want to, if you want to, like. Oh, my God. I actually can't fly. Oh. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. What'd you say? Sorry. But sorry. Sorry. Is sorry trying to fulfill her evil point right now? Sorry doesn't really know. She's kind of struggling with how to be good. And she's like, what's going on? I I mean, I, I know what I signed up for. I've, I've watched, like. Every episode of this show, even even the last few seasons, I, I know what the deal is. I like the last season. Sorry, <laughs> just looks confused and takes a bite of her dinner roll and is like, "All right, well, you do you, I guess." Walks away and finishes uh, her dinner roll. I, I I don't know exactly what they have on you. My my pal Zavnok the Inscrutable. Scoozy. Back in uh, you know you know the Amber Temple, the cool the cool with all the cool guys. You you see his eyes widen and narrow and goes yes i don't know if you're aware i'm assuming that they have some kind of mind powers on you right the producers is this is there something to do with your brain not quite no no sorry really quickly you you didn't in like you see him like looking around the room at you guys you see him looking confused and after a moment his eyes close and you can see it looks as if he's listening for something. Sorry and Poncho, you can start hearing a sound that's like a distant rumbling. It's not like the thunder from outside. It feels like it's coming from under the earth. Uh, and you feel just a dark, angry, spreading hunger inside of you. Uh, it's not like it's been placed there, but it's like someone put a microscope over what was already there. After a moment, it feels like a long time, but it's only seconds uh, before this angry hunger rages and then fades back once Strad's eyes open again. It's not gone, but it's at least diminished to how it lingered in you before, but now you are all too uncomfortably aware of it. You see as Strad looks down at the table, uh, his eyes moving restlessly as he thinks, his body seeming heavy with a wordless grief until he goes uh, I see okay and he retreats inside himself do you want to share anything with the class still with his eyes on the table he shakes his head briefly and goes no I just I expected different this is the part of the video game where you know you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, are we about to get the bad ending? Like you get like <laughs> yeah. you know like when it's got like the wheel of like options of things you can say and like all like the good people <laughs> options are blacked <laughs> out and you're like, "Oh, no. <laughs> fuck." <laughs> <laughs>
So is Irina's voice really that annoying, or is that just how it comes through? <laughs> At this moment, the bell rings again. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's good. Hello there, nerds, and welcome back to the middle of the podcast break chat with your host and DM Ismay. Whoa! Just so you know, by the time that I am editing this right here, right now, we have recorded all of the last episodes. Don't worry, we're not finishing it like next episode or anything. We've got maybe five or six, including this one. But uh, yeah, as of now, we're done. We all know how this story ends. And I'm still not quite over it. And editing this is wild uh, considering, but I hope you like it anyway. Got all the usual middle of the podcast break chat stuff. So let's just do it to it, baby. Uh, first up, if you don't know, we are a Crit Chat production. Uh, Crit Chat is a D&D advice slash comedy podcast uh, that you can find anywhere that you find your podcasts in. That is where this whole massive wild journey started. We did an episode on one shots and uh, I was told that uh, in this very book, Strahd just pops up wherever and it amused me to no end because I thought it was like Kramer <laughs> in Seinfeld. And literally that idea is what started this whole podcast. So if you want to see that episode and a million others, Go over to Crit Chat, wherever you find podcasts, and find a bunch of wonderful people like this talking about Dungeons and Dragons. I'm emotional. I'm so emotional. Oh, God. Anyway, um, we share all of our social media with Crit Chat. So if you want to find us, you can go over to Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and search Crit Chat, and you will find our social media stuff there. Uh, and tell people to get listening because the last episodes are up and coming. Or, you know, when we're finished, be like, hey, here's a complete podcast so you don't have to faff around with that. I don't know what people like. Um, but you recommending us to people really helps us out uh, and it makes us feel good. Thank you so much for doing that in the past. We also have the link to our Discord in the description if you want to join us over there. If you want to help us out in a money's way, which really does help us out because it, you know, costs money to put these up places, then go over to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash critchat, all one word. If you want to share a little love, you don't have to give that much. Just a dollar a month really helps us out and keeps this podcast up and running. I will say by the time this episode comes out, you still have time to send in your last fan mail. We're going to do a big last fan mail dump. We've not read them all out yet, uh, but we are going to really soon. So if you want to send fan mail, you don't have much time to do it. So head over to our email at critchatpodcast at gmail.com to send fan mail to your favorite characters. It can be one of the heroes, it can be someone else in Barovia, it doesn't matter. All you have to do is pretend to be a character in the outside world that has been watching the show and loves these very characters as much as you probably do absolutely adore them. The characters will read them out in character voice and everything, of course, uh, in one of the coming episodes. And again, don't have much time, so if you've ever wanted to do it, now is literally probably your last chance. It really helps fill in the world and it makes us smile so much. You've got a couple in the past few days and they've just made my heart absolutely glow. So again, send your fan mail to critchatpodcast at gmail.com. I'm gonna let you get back to the episode now and I hope that you're enjoying this. I'm gonna go and have it a little emotional roller coaster over here on my own. Bye-bye! Like a switch has been turned on him, Strahd immediately sits back up and that smarmy smile immediately lights on his face, his fangs glinting once again. It takes a moment and then he stands up and again his fluid walk has returned to him as he goes over to his piano without a backwards glance and sits down at it. He goes, Radin, our guests are finished with their meal. Take them to their rooms. Uh, uh. They have a busy day ahead of them. <laughs> but there's there's still some turkey I haven't touched yet. <laughs> Sorry. Take another one of the rolls, put it in your pocket, let's go. I, I, I make a really quick turkey sandwich with some of the buns, and then I also just steal a couple of buns and butter, like the little butter packets, and I'm like, okay, okay. And then I stuff, um, I don't know, a sweet roll or two in my mouth. There's the a guard that comes up and he's like, rolls. hey. Let me guess, someone stole <laughs> your sweet roll. Sweet roll. <laughs> Radin takes a step forward and holds his arm out to the doors that he's opened smoothly for you, for you guys to follow. 
As you guys start to leave the room, uh, Strahd begins to play. Until tomorrow, heroes. I can't wait to see you again. You hear as his fingers glide over the keys in a soft, sad melody. The elven man in the doorway sweeps forward through the door opening and wordlessly leaves, assuming that you, again, like before, just assuming that you guys are following. Can I also assume you guys are following? Yeah. 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 He leads you from the dining hall straight to a spiraling staircase that you have seen upon the maps you were given by not only Irina, but also Davian. On Irina's map, I think, I can't remember what it says on Irina's map. Yeah, it says up to two and three down to question mark. Yeah, so you you know from from Irina's map that these staircases go up. Uh, you also know from Davian that these are the stairs that at least he took down to where the wine cask is now held. But Rahadin leads you upwards. You are led up past one floor and a second floor and then arrive at a third, which is the top floor of this very staircase. You're greeted there immediately by the face of Strahd, though this time it's him immortalized in a portrait. You see Strahd as he used to be, slightly younger and a touch more color in his cheeks, looking proud in ornate armor. At the wall to the right of this portrait is another spiral staircase leading further up. However, Rahadin turns to the door on the wall to its left, opening it and leading you inside. In a booming voice, he says, Everyone out, we have guests. Uh, Inside, you see a very comfortable lounge with plush chairs and couches over most are draped beautiful and languid people, all of whom are begrudgingly moving to leave, sighing at being put out like this. Most give you looks of disdain as they pass, gliding elegantly, though a few seem interested in you. As the room clears, Radden gestures around at the lounge, and the number of doors leading off of it, and goes, There are enough rooms here to suit your needs. Make yourselves comfortable. And without another word, he sweeps from the room, and all you hear is the definite slide and click of the door being locked shut. And then, a second after, the bell. So we're we're out right now? Yes, you are out now. Okay, I would like to do an investigation check to see if there's any, like bugs in this room when you say see bugs, if we're actually do you mean... alone here yeah yeah things that you I like mean, I mean, yeah. cameras and stuff. <laughs> there are three woodlice <laughs> <laughs> to be honest like you don't need that especially you who is a, a very dedicated fan and you know what to look for and ravens aren't here to be stealthy they're just there you can see them do the doors from this room lock uh so the ones that you just came through uh have been locked behind you you have not tested the other unless you want to go test the other doors yeah I'm going to test the other doors to see if they're locked. You go to the doors individually and you see while you test them that they all open easily enough. Each of them to a pretty similar, like every room looks pretty similar. They are all pretty plush, nice bedrooms. Okay. There are, let's say, six bedrooms. That that kid is going to die. Yeah. Solid man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, the, that emo- the emotion of, uh, of, uh, concern or empathy, uh, like kind of jumps at the <laughs> glass wall of Poncho trying to think of a way to murder Strad. <laughs> Finds no purchase and slides down in a very <laughs> comic way. Are we, are we going to be in this area or do we have to? Because I'm still not entirely sure on how we're fitting things together time-wise. They're waiting for the signal, right? Yeah, they're waiting so they're for the waiting, They're waiting for a signal. Um, essentially, they needed time to gather their army together. You guys know that the army will be ready to fight around like tomorrow, like evening-ish. Yeah. So around 24 hours you've got. Do we want to sleep or do you want to look around the castle? We can't leave. I mean, what are they going to do if we leave? I turn slowly back to Fandango. Wait a minute, you've watched this show before. Fandango will, uh, I think, close the like the last door they're investigating and just nod to you. Do you know what the rest of the castle looks like? Kind of take a deep breath and say, no one's been in the castle for a while. I'm not as familiar with it as I'd like to be. The locked door isn't an issue. It's more what we'd find in the rest of the castle at night. Do you have an idea of what that is? Vampire spawn, undead, swarms of bats. What, what do you mean... Can you tell us about any of them? Any of the things that we'd be fighting? 
vampire spawn undead I, I know. I, swarms I know, of bats. I, 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 I know that. <laughs> Anything about fighting them that you could tell us about? I, I can't wait, 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 wait. Can you have like printed out stat blocks from the monster <laughs> manual for all of these things? Because because you have like the trading cards. I don't know. Can I? Let's Do I have the trading cards? <laughs> uh, you got. You know what? You probably have the trading cards. Like that. You know a lot about them. Like you've been studying them. I think yeah. Fandango pulls out one of those binders where he has like all of the card <laughs> sleeves to keep them protected. I don't have any of the uh, rarer named cards, but uh, some of the smaller ones. They're fairly generic. You've already dealt with a lot of these things before. Silvered weapons will help. So will magic. Do you by chance have trading cards of us? Do we have trading cards yet? Have they been released? Uh, They have only just come into rotation. (laughs) Your series eight. They just came out. I haven't had a chance to pick them up yet. I like how serious Fandango is though. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys, yeah, you guys notice that Fandango's like entire demeanor has changed. Like, yeah, it's- he's like standing up straight, shoulders squared. He's put the hood of his cloak up. The vocal change is, is significant. It's not just that he's uh, speaking more calmly now. So, is this your on camera voice, or is it like? I suppose you deserve to know the truth of why I'm here. Uh, I can. Uh, let's uh, uh, hang on. Can we wait for ten minutes <laughs> while I cast a spell? <laughs> I suppose that'll give me time to get that door open. Sure, I I will cast Private Sanctum. Uh, I will block divination. And I'll cast Liaman's tiny hut over it. <laughs> fucking tiny fucking hut. You and your tiny fucking. I literally, I was watching Alfred say what he's casting, and I could see Emily's face growing redder and redder. <laughs> She's like, no, no, bye. <laughs> I, I like the, I like the, I, I, I still really like the, just the aesthetics of, uh, uh, sorry has a tiny hut and I have a private sanctum. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not only can he use his, but it's bigger than mine. Both about size and the way he uses it. So, like, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You cast your various huts and or sanctums uh, while uh, you watch as Fandango goes to the locked door and Jimmy's around with it. I'm not going to make you roll. In 10 minutes, you are. Oh, okay. You've got 10 minutes there. It's a lock. You are proficient in this. For the record, I rolled a 27. Just... Yeah, you super open. Like it doesn't. You are standing around a lot of that ten minutes that it casts mm-hmm. of casting time. And yeah, the 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 door you hear slides open. Actually, you know what? Twenty seven. No, you don't fucking hear shit. But it's open. It's just smooth as silk. Nobody even outside knows, baby. But yeah, after the ten minutes, you you see the sanctum and also a shimmer of a little hut. Are they cast like over each other? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't the, know surely they're the they same were... space. I thought the hut. Yeah, I thought. Oh, it's, it's 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 a little hut with a bubble around it. Yeah. Tell me your secrets. Fandango's first going to turn to Kathy and say, uh, first of all, your daughter is safe. My people uh, saw to it that she made her way back to her father." Kathy sits for her and goes, "Excuse my daughter. Excuse me." D- don't no, don't don't worry. She it's complicated. We don't know the exact details or at least I don't. I came here before it was all resolved, but as far as I know, she she refused to continue on with the show, so she was returned back to, to our world. And uh, what is your organization? It's fairly generic, but we call ourselves the Resistance. We're a group of individuals concerned with programs like this. They're death sports, nothing short of that. I'm here to make sure this is the last one. <laughs> 